thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're a busy woman and you're taking It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> are you nervous or are you good? Um, I hadn't been and then I just caught the start of your live a moment ago and you said, um, you know, Catch Me Ona's got this amazing story to tell. I'm like, oh, the pressure. What if it's not amazing? <laughs> I hope it is relatable by at least one or two other people. <laughs> honestly, so not too bad. Honestly, I think, I think that um, – it's really cool that you do have a story and that you're not just like this, you know, superwoman. I think that sometimes yes. the thing the thing happening on social media at the moment is, oh, you're so lucky. And I think it's really important yeah. to see the hard work that's gone into what you've achieved both physically and mentally. So yes. I would absolutely love because when you shared your story and then I reshared it to Brad, this was probably, my goodness, like about, I don't know, maybe six months ago, um, I was like, wow, like that was wow. So can you share yeah, with you. everyone, um, your, like what were you doing before uh, Train yeah. Dash and even explain like, you know, obviously you're a busy mum and explain, you know, your work and all that kind of stuff right. too. Maybe we start there. Maybe we start with who you are, how many kids you have, yeah, sure. are you married, do you have a job? <laughs> do you have a job? Unemployed bum. Yeah, it makes it no, easier. No, it makes it easier. I, um, yeah, I'll start with a little bit about my story and then perhaps, you know, what I was doing before I stumbled across Ash um, and even, you know, um, the scepticism that I brought into this um, program. So um, I am a busy mom. I am a director of my own company, um, which really fulfills me um, in the same way that I hear Ash and Brian talk about, you know, work just being something that you love and brings you joy. That's absolutely the same for me. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with your comments you made earlier. We create our own luck and that's something that I've had to work really hard to create over, you know, seven or eight years. Um, but first and foremost, I'm a mum and that's the thing that brings me most joy in life and I um, believe in you've got to put energy into everything that you do and being a mum is one of those things that I take really seriously and I think I'm really fortunate to have that. So um, I have a really strong belief that, Time is this finite resource that we have to really honour. Um, and I guess coming into the Train With Ash program, it's really reinforced that for me in terms of um, if you, you know, if you're waiting for the perfect time when you're not busy to start investing time into yourself, then that time's never going to come. So, you know, you need to make some decisions around how you can be your best self by, um, you know, adjusting and fitting everything that you want to achieve in. Um, so when I um, came across Train With Ash, and I'll tell you the backstory to that, I was sitting having my oils done with my hairdresser. Um, and honestly, you need to get the hairdressers of Australia on commission because they are out there, you know, spruiking your your um, your wares. Um, and I was sitting there getting my oils done um, and my hairdresser's telling me about this new program that she was doing and she's got all these things open on her phone, spreadsheets and, um, you know, the app and MyFitnessPal um, and she's talking about, oh, I've never eaten so much food in all my life and I've got the dumbbells out in the um, the garage and, you know, you record this, I'm going to bed and I'm eating McFlurries in bed just to hit these calorie targets. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is the biggest load of horseshit I've ever heard in my life because it totally, it was the, uh, it could not have had anything more opposite to everything that I had, you know, all the beliefs that I had formed over 40 years. So I'm like, this is a load of shit. But I just nodded along and I'm like, all right, tell me more. And we're laughing about it, you know, being double parked with their desserts of the nighttime and those sorts of things. Um, and I didn't give it a lot more thought um, uh, other than, you know, I went away with this belief of I'm not quite sure what she's being fed here, but it is, it's just the polar opposite of everything that I believe and everything that I've learned over the journey. Um, but I guess, so what I was doing at that time is something that I've been doing for a, a long time, which is just um, going really hard on the exercise, but not with really any structure around it. So probably uh, upwards um, of two hours a day was spent on some form of exercise. So avid runner, distance runnings, and um, I guess over time I built this um, belief that 
you just got to keep running and you got to run further. And if that stops working, then, you know, 5Ks becomes 7Ks and then you, that becomes 10Ks and really regularly doing things like half marathons and those sorts of things. Um, and then it's just a real mixed bag of lollies in terms of um, some gym-based activity, um, some mixed martial arts stuff, some boxing, um, hit or what I thought at the time to be hit, um, some high-intensity Pilates, pretty much anything that I could do either in the gym or in my gym room at home, um, I was doing and it was in this cycle of, um, you know, eating something that perhaps was a food that I'd demonised, so I'd better go to the gym room and do something about it. Um, so that's the cycle that I was in. Um, I guess the perfect storm kind of arrived at the start of last year. Um, I was turning 40, perimenopause was kicking me in the ass, um, and New Year's Day I woke up just unable to get up off the couch with this, you know, really... Uh, mysterious illness so um, I spent that kind of just um, put an end to anything that I've been doing because obviously when you can't get off the couch you can't go for a run um, so I got this diagnosis um, you know four or six weeks later of a kind of rareish condition called uh, persistent perceptual postural dizziness or triple PD which is basically just a sensation um, that you know that those show rides you go on and you come off and you feel like you're just, you know, um, so giddy and likely to fall over. Um, we're sort of living with that feeling, nausea, um, extreme fatigue um, and couldn't really do anything that I had come to, you know, love or that had become my my fitness routine. Um, so... I'd also, I guess, um, well, I should preframe this with um, my story is possibly a little bit different to some others in that um, I haven't ever been, uh, I guess, what you would categorise as overweight. I've kind of worked within a five to six kilo threshold within my adult life, but I have um, found that, you know, the last 24 months or so, uh, the things that had helped keep me really lean previously were no longer working um, for me and I was just sort of starting to feel uh, not the fit tone individual that I once was. So um, I have an outlook in life which is absolutely about being growth mindset orientated and I, so this little thing in the back of my mind went, well, maybe it's me that's wrong, you know, maybe I don't have my nutritional settings right maybe you don't have to, you know, run 15 kilometres a day to be in the shape that um, that you want to be. And I went back to my hairdresser and I'm like, tell me, who's this lady that you were banging on about a couple of months ago? Tell me more. Um, and it was the fact that it was so different to everything that I believed that actually made me go, maybe I need to explore that. I'm going to suspend my belief that this is rubbish and I'm, I want to learn more. I want to know what's involved. And there's a little bit of a sliding door moment in that it was um, May last year and um, my hairdresser sent me through your name and she said there's actually a free five-day challenge starting, like I think it was next week or next fortnight. So um, I went, boom, that's it. I'm going to go in, I'm going to learn, I'm going to prove that this is rubbish and nonsense and I don't need to go down that line and then I'll move on to something else. Um, I'm a total sucker for evidence-based. I love, um, you know, science, a lot of things that are backed by actuals. Um, and I was listening to you and I was like, yes, 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 no, that all makes sense. I understand that. I believe in that. Um, and then I went through the five-day um Challenge in the background. I was um, listening to all of your podcasts and just surrounding myself with information to either uh, validate everything that I was hearing from you or to um, satisfy myself that it wasn't the right thing for me. Um, and in that process, I just learned so much and so much so that I kind of got to the end of the five day challenge thinking, um, I reckon I could actually do this on my own. I know this now, I know what's involved, but um, I believe in honouring other people's skills and expertise and experiences and um, 
I want to pay you for, you know, everything that you taught me and I wanted to do this um, as part of your um, program and part of your community. And in reality, even though perhaps I would have had the knowledge to do it on my own, um, the community is really important in this program um, and I don't think my results would be what they have been to date without the support of everyone around me, particularly, you know, just at those times where you hit a bit of a roadblock or perhaps you think, I'm eating a lot of food, I'm, it, this feels counterintuitive, how can this actually be leading me forward positively and just getting the reassurance from uh, yourself, Ash, um, and Lani in particular, but the other coaches as well has been um, absolutely fantastic. So, I don't know, I know I've rambled a bit, but is that a helpful Yeah, that's, I think that's really, really interesting, hey, like... Yeah, there's no such thing as rambling on here. If anyone knows how to ramble, it's definitely me. But this, this, <laughs> pod- yeah, this podcast is about you, so definitely there's um, no concerns about rambling there. Um, would How would you feel about sharing what you do for work or even what space you're in and then maybe... Yeah, just to get, I think, a bit of a, a picture on how much free time do you have? Like, is this the kind of thing that's really only for women that work one day a week? And, you know, like, how do you fit this around a busy life? Or do you need to have not yeah. a busy life? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess part of my motivation for coming onto this podcast, and I'm really conscious of not making it sound like an paid advertisement for your program, um, but I honestly believe that there's not a a person in the world who shouldn't um, invest in themselves in this sort of thing, you know, in um, being fit, in being active, in looking after their mental well-being, their physical well-being. Um, and I don't buy that there's anybody on the planet that, can't make the time um, to commit to this. So the work that I do, um, I'm an um, HR professional. So the company that I run is HR and Industrial Relations Consultancy, um, and it's busy. It, um, I have a, a huge number of clients that rely on me. Uh, often that's in kind of crisis-type work where things are, are really challenging for their business and needing to be responsive to their needs, and I take that um, pretty seriously as well. So it is a busy uh, busy role. Um, but I also, um, I guess I have a fundamental belief that we have to honour ourselves, right? Um, and in life, my experience is that people are, um, less inclined to let other people down, um, but more inclined to sometimes do that at their own detriment. So um, in fitting this into my lifestyle, um, it's not perfect, right? So I don't have, it's not like two till four o'clock, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I skip off to the gym. It's about forecasting Um, a couple of days out, where am I going to find 60 minutes in this 48-hour block to get this done and then making that happen. And often it's a lunch break scenario for me on the days where I'm working from home. So, you know, I can be actively down below, corporate top up top and jump between my home gym and um, my uh, office. Um, Sometimes it'll be that I get up at four o'clock in the morning and get it done if there's not that breaking traffic. Um, But it's three days a week or four days a week. Um, It's not every day. So um, I think I would encourage anybody who says they don't have time um, to really challenge that for themselves and um, think about how can I make this work and is it that I can do, you know, a couple of half-hour sessions in the day, splitting it up, um, or I don't know, I think there's always a way to do that. Um, but for me, it's um, it's kind of a non-negotiable, I guess, and I think of life, and this sounds probably a bit corny, but you know how we've got this three-tick system uh, within training with Ash? Life's kind of a series of clean ticks, right? There's just shit that we've got to get done. We've got to um, meet our client needs. We've got to get to work. We've got to... Um, do the dishes, chop the vegetables. Some of that stuff we don't actually really love to do, but they're, you know, there's parts of our day and they're things that we need to do. 
Um, we wouldn't, and my experience is that we wouldn't dream of not doing those things, like going to work, feeding the kids, whatever it might be. And why should the three green tips that we, you know, are important to us and our welfare, why should they be the things that go? So um, I don't really view investment in self as any different uh, to investment in others and other commitments, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that it has an impact in your profession? Like, do you think that taking care of yourself impacts you at work positively or negatively? Do you think it impacts you in your home, like with your relationship, with your husband, with your kids? Like, yeah, how do you feel in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. I um, So I enjoy really good relationships with um, pretty much everyone in my life and maybe that's that I self-select out from those relationships that I don't find fulfilling. Um, but I think we... I don't know, it sounds so funny, we genuinely are better versions of ourselves when we invest in ourselves and the confidence that comes from, you know, feeling strong, feeling like you have um, a sustainable plan and framework around you that you can't really go too far wrong with. Um, with all of those feelings comes a, an optimism a um, and a commitment to just putting effort into relationships as well. So um, I feel like through the work that I've done over the last 12 months on my um, welfare and wellbeing um, that I'm a more confident person. Um, I feel like I've got some really good boundaries around um, when I'm uh, committing to self and when I'm committing to other people. And, and if I think back to how I used to um, manage my exercise regime it was it was chaotic it was you know I've just eaten a piece of sponge cake so I'll be back in 40 I've just got to you know go and run 8k's um so I have all these boundaries around that now where um my kids can enjoy uh, um that I'm more focused on family time and that I have um, I put on a post the other day, I have something like 10 hours more per week available to me to be a mum and to be a wife. Um, I enjoy a really great relationship with my husband. He's my ride or die. He's my biggest supporter and um, certainly my best friend in life and have some more time to invest in that relationship as well. So, yeah, I think um, that, you know, honouring yourself has absolute flow-ons to um, to all the other relationships that you have. How old are the kids and how many? Yes. Um, so I have um, a daughter who's 10 um, and then my husband has two kids who are actually not kids anymore, they're young adults. So we just have the one at home with us these days. So kind of probably similar uh, sometimes when I see your posts on Instagram, it reminds me very much of us with our um, little Sophie who uh, comes along with us often with, you know, the iPad under the arm and fits <laughs> into a fairly adult world. What is your approach? Actually, actually, I wouldn't mind hearing if you if you feel like sharing it. Your What were you like at 10 in terms of health, fitness, etc.? Who What was your yeah. role model or what was your... Um, eye to the world in terms of fat loss and etc and then has that changed with how you did you say Sophie yes has that changed in terms of how you choose to either educate her or just reactively let her see what you're doing how you know how does um, mm -hmm. because you know you're you're tracking calories and all that sort of stuff you're probably eating McFlurries in bed like the hairdresser <laughs> was but how does what's her perception of that and do you actively yeah. try and manage how she you know how she feels with her body and, and and that sort of stuff yeah it's a really great question and um i it's something that's really important to me is um so his perception in particular i guess um so if i contrast her childhood with mine they are Chalk and cheese, there's no similarities at all. I grew up in this giant grey bunch. We were 
broke as broke. Um, exercise wasn't even a thing, you know. Gyms weren't really utilised, but I didn't grow up with role modelling of, um, you know, exercise or sport or anything like that. So um, I was kind of, I think you've described it previously, Ash, you know, the kid that gets picked last in the sports day activities and those sorts of things. So absolutely nothing inspiring about me from that perspective um, because of the role modelling around me. And um, and that's not a negative towards my family. I love them to bits. It was just the reality of the, the environment that I grew up in. Um, I really only got involved in an active life um, when I met my husband about 16 years ago, so he's a um, he's an elite footballer and um, just naturally very fit, um, but never imposed that on me at all. But just through, I guess, role modelling and um, just became normal to seek to be fit and active um, because of the environment that I was immersed in. Um, so I really only started my fitness journey. Um, when smoking was very, very little and I needed an outlet, I, I was finding some of the days with a newborn fairly challenging and uh, just needed to do something that didn't feel totally selfish but that, you know, got me out of the house for a few minutes at a time. So started um, running and it was such a glacial um, pace of, you know, growth and I was hopeless. Um, but, you know, just built that up and then, kind of started to get a bit addicted to, uh, you know, the endorphins and then the unhealthy relationship with food probably started um, throughout that. Then if I contrast that to um, Sophie, she's surrounded by health and fitness, right, but in a really gentle way. So we encourage her to do um, the sports that are of interest to her, but it's on her terms. Um we, she's aware that we work out and she's very welcome to come and be in the, my little gym with me if she wants to. She's not particularly interested, if I'm honest. Um, from a tracking perspective, um, that is probably something that I protect her from to a degree um, because it's my choice to do that and I know that it's um, nutritionally the right way forward for me in me reaching my goals, but my goals are very different to hers. She's a 10-year-old. So um, I any kind of awareness that she has around uh, food tracking is more so coming from the protein perspective, I guess, in terms of supporting um, being strong and muscle growth with um, the right nutrients. So I, I certainly don't seek to talk to her about calories or those sorts of things at this young age. Um, and if she has an interest in that, when she's older, I'll absolutely share with her what I know. Um, but I really hope that our next generation um, of, you know, as our kids grow up, this is normalised, right? So this way of being, we actually eat enough and you eat the right things and you do that in a balanced and non-restrictive way. I hope that's just the reality for her anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's probably how I manage that. She's seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I certainly uh, try and avoid talking about calories in there. I think that's an, a, a really important approach. I think a lot of parents come in to train with Ash or even don't, right? They do the five-day challenge and they're like, oh, look, tracking, it's too obsessive. It's because it does have a bit of a stigma around it, you know, tracking my food. Yeah. I've got kids and I just don't want to have to, you know, put that in front of them like it's just it's too obsessive and I think you can choose to look at it that way and if you are somebody that you know there is going to be a group of people that should not track their food right but if we're yeah. looking at it from a perspective of how about we learn about the value of food how about we learn about the nutrients that are involved in the food that we eat and supporting ourselves like nutritionally, if we looked at it from that lens, it would be so different. Like Brad's spoken about it before, yes. you know, somebody that is building a successful business or somebody that's saving their money to, um, you know, save for a deposit for their first house. That's never obsessive when you're looking at the bank account every day. You're, you're given a high five, you know, like, oh, you've built yeah. a successful business. Well done for work, working 100 hours a week, seven days a week and not spending any time with your family. Well done. Good on you, you know. But yeah. as, soon, as soon as you turn around, 
around and you're actually wanting to improve your health and understand about nutrients and understand about protein and supporting your body physically so that you can probably work you know if you wanted to work 100 hours a week whatever all all of a sudden there's a problem so I think that you know it depends on your lens and your perception and yes case is just about to walk inside you can come in honey and just come under the cord really quickly we're just we're just like a real family here we're just a real family living in a caravan traveling around Australia I love it so, yeah, I think it is really important, your, your perception. I think it's really important yes. to understand why you're actually doing this and that's not a hindrance and that we're doing this to actually learn and know that it is a tool. It's not something that, hey, you have to do this for the rest of your life. You know, like I, I, think, yes. it's, I think it's really important. I think they'll remember more so... Mum enjoyed birthday cake with me. Yeah. When mum took mm. me, yeah, all right, we didn't go to McDonald's every day, but when we did, mum would have some of my Sunday. When we, you know, we would go to a party, you know, mum would have a lolly out of the lolly bag. We sit down to dinner, mum, yep. dad, we'd all eat the same meals. Like that becomes very normal, whereas I think that a lot of uh, the people from our generation, let's say, probably their normal would be. You're not allowed to eat this. Mum's having a different dinner. Mum's on Weight Watchers. Yes. I can't do that at the moment because it doesn't align with my new diet, etc. So I think that that's. Um, yeah. I think you basically covered that with saying this next generation will probably have a different outlook anyway. Now we had one um, last question come in from Cheryl. She, Cheryl wants to know. Cheryl. Cheryl wants to know what do you eat to get those abs? <laughs> These abs of mine. You know, there's all these magic superfoods for abs in there. Um, so one of the things I was going to talk to is um, the protein, right? And I've come into this as a vegetarian, or I think they call us pescatarians, right? So we eat things from the sea. Um, so that was one of my big challenges coming into the program was um how do I get enough protein in? And I, I, um, I never had any awareness around protein at all. Um, and now when I look back prospectively, I was probably having between, you know, 15 and 30 grams a day of no. protein. Just, be, just Yeah, because what I ate, so I would skip breakfast and just have an almond milk um, latte or something like that. And then um, lunch would be a plate of like various, you know, vegetables and fruits and stuff. And then dinner would probably be vegetables um, or, um, you know, something a bit bready or I don't know, like just fairly unexciting stuff. Um, So um, the thing my big challenge is, keeping my protein level up. So there's sorts of things that does Cheryl genuinely want to know what I eat? <laughs> yes, like actually <laughs> I'm gonna go through it. Honestly, like um what foods do you eat? What do you need to cut out? What's your what's yeah. a normal dessert for you? What's what what's is what's food for you? Yeah, sure. So um I would honestly say any demonizing of foods that I used to do no longer exists. So there's absolutely no food groups that are off limits for me, excepting obviously my choice not to eat um red meat. So um I will I do have naturally a bent towards eating whole foods and I do kind of go, well, you know, if you're hungry honour that and eat something and if it's something that's awesome then you can't go too far wrong right yes you'll be accountable for it but you know you you can't go too far off the rails eating things that are that are wholesome um so um we have the same breakfast every day and um largely because i love it um and it's an overnight week bits but um i also identified pretty early on that for me to be able to successfully hit protein targets that having a good hit of that at breakfast time was really important to me. Um, there's about 55 grams of protein in the, um, the overnight week bits that I have. Um, then at lunch, I usually do something like a um, salad with tuna, um, which I really, again, enjoy. And then tea becomes, um, or dinner 
whatever you call it, um, that comes my, um, you know, I've usually hit my protein target or close to by dinner anytime anyway. So I've got ultimate freedom around what I eat. I want to do something then that's um, uh, social with my family so that we can eat together and that I'm not kind of worrying about um, macros or calories to a great extent by that end of the day. Um, dessert, you know, we were joking earlier, um, I'm literally in my reverse diet, was double parked with desserts, like I have a Cornetto and then um, maybe like some sort of chocolate or something trying to get to these 2,600 calories a day or thereabouts. Um, but now that, um, you know, I've found my groove a little bit more, I probably do something like fruit and yogurt that I enjoy and that I find a bit more wholesome. Um, so, yeah, I kind of choose one meal a day that's my um, less structured meal, which is usually dinner. Then I've got ultimate um, freedom and flexibility to be with my family. I think that's awesome. I think the best part of being flexible and and I guess being learning to track your food this way and be this way is that you can choose. Like if you're somebody that genuinely likes whole foods more so than than the soul foods and you know what, you would prefer to have yogurt and fruit and stuff like that for dessert over a Cornetto, like so be it. And you know what, today if you feel yeah. like a chocolate sundae from McDonald's, well then that's also okay. There is no demonizing like you said. It is, it is about what brings you joy. Obviously we are huge promoters of whole foods and, and having a predominantly whole diet. But if you want yes. to have a donut in there, then it's totally fine. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, like I'm a total What's with um, Easter egg chocolate? Is it, I don't know, crack or something in that? I'm a total sucker for it. So do you enjoy that type of thing? It's so good. It's, it's so good. Free, so fridge good. or no fridge for the Easter egg chocolate? Ooh. Oh, no fridge. Even oh. just slightly melted. I love it. Slightly melted. Brad is fridge and I am no fridge. No. I am no fridge. No, However, no, no fridge all the way. one thing that I've had to adapt to living in a caravan is the chocolate has to go in the fridge. Otherwise, it melts that much that it's yeah. melty and then it solidifies again and then it's white and it's ruined. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, can't, no I can't ruin the chocolate. Do you think you've been converted? No, I still really like my no-fridge Easter eggs, my mm. caramel eggs. I still have them in the fridge. They're delicious. Um, all right, let's – I'd love the, like, wrap-up of, you know, 30 seconds, I guess, to sum up your experience inside Train With Ash. It, like, I'm not going to have the timer on FYI, but just, you know, like a short, a short sum-up of your experience that maybe is – not or, or what you've achieved, I guess, that's not necessarily related to the scale. Yes, for sure. Um, and I would say that's really important to um, reflect on is that most people would come into um, the program being about fat loss, right? And that's almost not even a thought for me anymore. Um, so my achievements have absolutely been getting time back to be with my family. That's if even if I lost not one gram of fat, right? That would be enough to keep you going. So absolutely back time back with my family. Um the food freedom. So whilst I typically choose to eat healthy, I know that I can eat whatever I want at any time really um and not be not progressing. Um I what else have I got out of the – was that your question? Yeah, what have yeah. I got out of the program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got some ripper muscles out of this program as well, so I actually feel really strong. I um, And that wasn't a goal for me coming in. I just wanted to whip some scale weight off and get out again. Um, and I've just got this sustainable – now that I can't see that I would ever exit from because it's just um, it gives me um, confidence, it gives me time. I've got these goals now that relate to um, strength rather than, um, you know, scale weight. Um, my scale weight 
has virtually unchanged since when I started. And I, actually, I made the comment the other day, I think that I'll probably end up weighing more than when I came into the program. And I'm really embracing that. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I, When I was in my fat loss phase, um, which I've only done one of so far, um, I was kind of... I expressed some frustrations, I guess, at some weeks you might gain 100 grams or only lose 100 grams, and I certainly wasn't textbook um, 500 grams a week kind of a candidate. Um, and I'm so pleased for that now in hindsight because what I know was happening was that my lean muscle mass was increasing and I wasn't losing everything that I'd done in the reverse diet. So um, I guess one of the other things that I've got is a totally different perspective on what my body should look like. And um, not I don't regard the scale as unimportant, but it's certainly not my, um, you know, it's not the thing that makes me sad or that I'm aspiring to be a certain certain sort of way. I think that's really important. I love that you said that. And I think a lot of people will freak out and, and be like, well, hang on a minute. What, like, how can you be happy if you started a program and you, your weight is virtually unchanged? Or oh, hang on a minute. You just said that it might be increasing. Not, hell no. Not for me. You could go to my Instagram and you could see Catriona's photos and see how much her physique has actually changed, yet her weight currently remains virtually unchanged and now she's actually going into a space where hey I'm actually excited to for the scale to increase because I know what that means like you've got an incredible physique physique you've built muscles actually I would love for you to quickly tell I thought you were about to tell her to take a shirt (laughs) I would love for you just to quickly give us a pose back there maybe throw like an Arnold flex No, I would this actually. This has taken a turn I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden people are going to be subscribing for twenty five dollars a month. It's not Zoom though. Um, no, I would love for you to just quickly tell what happened um, to you the other day if you feel comfortable um, at the gym. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm happy to share that. I had a. Um, it actually wasn't in the context of the gym, but I had a comment made to me. Um, around the fact I was asked outright whether I was on um, steroids and for me um, who I mean I don't use creatine I don't use anything I'm so I don't take Panadol if I've got a headache I just kind of you know um, bunker down and ride it out so a from you know the assertion that I would put something into my system like that um, was totally not me um, but B it kind of was just bugging me. Why, A, why does somebody, you know, get to say something like that to somebody else? Um, and then also what led them to believe that? So um, I asked them um, and it was uh, their response was really along the lines of, well, clearly to be an older chick with muscles, you must be, you know, you're taking some sort of supplement. Um, so, um I want that to change. I don't want that to be the perception that, you know, um, it's unnatural to be uh, to be strong in your physique. Um, and I think the only way we can change that is kind of standing up to those sorts of comments and not allowing them um, to be made. And I think probably there's a little, there's a little bit of a gendered comment as well. Um, yeah, but I would like to think that, we have future generations who don't face commentary like that. So, yeah, we've kind of got a bit of an obligation to stand up for comments. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I never knew that you got asked that because um, actually Cheryl had a second question that we're going <laughs> to get to. But, but on, on a serious note, um, I think that if you could ever get to a space where you could take that as a compliment, I feel like the intent of when someone would ask that question, like, yeah, their intent might be they think maybe you're doing something, you know, illegal or something that they would be prepared to do. However, the thing that led them to feel that way is how good your physique looks. So I feel like, like I wish someone accused me of taking <laughs> steroids because I'd be like, yes, is my physique good enough that, someone thinks that it's un- you can't achieve that 
naturally. So, yes. you know, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not a therapist, but I feel like that can be a huge compliment. And you do have a good physique. Yeah, right. And it's not yes. easy to achieve a good physique like that. So um, I feel like that that's like, I don't know, that's like a, not a, like that's on my vision board, bro, for someone to ask me <laughs> something know. like that. I know. You know what? It's funny that you say that. I think men and women are so different in the in those kind of areas because women are also like put down for having muscle and like, oh, you look too manly or you're too skinny or you're too fat or like th- there's so many different comments that women receive about their physique. Like it's it's never – like people are always commenting about women's physiques and I think for men you, – they don't cop it as much. Definitely so I, not. I, Def- you know, I don't like, think so. I think I, women definitely get the short straw when it comes to judging physiques. Like, yeah, sure, some men get judged on their physique yeah. as well. But I definitely think women get the short straw. And maybe that's why I am able to like <laughs> consider that a compliment yeah. in some senses. And maybe that's why yes. women might not look at that as a compliment because they look at you might look at your values and you might look at yes. the hard work that you've put in mm. and you might, you know, you might look at all that stuff and say, you know, like, mate, I won't even eat a cow, let alone, you know, do something like that. So, like, yeah. put some respect on the hard work that I've done. Yeah. But I think that there is some yes. respect there. I think that if, you know, I think in a, a parallel universe, another you might be like, you know what? Yeah, the girls. But but instead, yeah. but you know what? I've like it's it's like I've got this muscle, but I didn't cheat to get here, or I didn't take a shortcut. Yes. I put in the hard mm. yards to do this, and and here you are now, yeah. twelve months later, um, and looking freaking fabulous. And but more importantly, regardless of how you look, like let's just pretend that I can't see right and I'm just nothing I can't even see just hearing your story and just hearing what you've achieved from a mental perspective and the time that you've gotten back with your family and how that has improved your relationship and and how you're role modeling to your 10 year old daughter as well you know I think it's really important we treat Casey very much the same that you treat Sophie. Casey sees us train. He sees us eat protein. He sees us look after ourselves, our mental health. He understands what mental health is and he understands that. Yes. But we are, have a very gentle approach and we don't force him to get outside and do weights. Like he's not interested, you know. I, so I wish yes. that he would. He's done it once maybe and then he was like, oh, this is so boring. He will be. <laughs> you know, everyone, yeah. I think your approach is that we align with that approach in yeah. that when, yes. if and when Sophie decides that she'd like to look or feel a certain way, you'll have the education and the ability to share that education with her and we feel the same. I think when Casey gets to a point where maybe girls are more important <laughs> to him than what they currently are, yeah. I feel like maybe at that point and he's, he wants girls maybe to be interested or whatever, yeah. I feel like that's maybe when boys start to... They want to lift weights. They yeah. want to start to lift weights. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and I think there's something in it. You know, um, you can't be what you can't see. And for me, it took me 40 years to get on board with this way of life, right? Because um, I didn't have exposure to that. Whereas my hope for um, Sophie in particular is that well, this is really normal, and um, it, it's. Something that I can do if I want to. Um, so I really like that idea of um, it being quite normal for her. And I think in the fitness space in in general, we will see so many more women in particular, but all genders coming on board with um, cardio is not the only way forward. Um, Twelve hundred calories is not a sustainable or healthy way forward. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think the future is really bright for for our kids in that space. I totally agree with you. What's next for you? What's Goals. next for me? Yeah, so so I've mapped out um, this year and I think um, I'm not going to go into a fat loss phase at all this year. I spent um, probably longer in a fat loss phase than I would advise anybody else to be in and that was because I didn't have a lot to lose and I'm a pretty goal-orientated person that was pretty dogged in my approach to that. Um, but 
the where that's left me is I'm pretty keen not to go back there for a while. So um, I'm at the moment I'm reversing up, and I did choose to reverse from my bottom calories of uh, sixteen hundred, and I've just been doing it really slowly. I'm not in any hurry. I know how this works. I know how my body responds to it. Um, I so I've still been going up, you know. Um, in each 100 calorie block, I just stop and sit for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm now at 21.50 and I love it, right? It's about my amount of food. It's, I'm not never hungry. I'm not making any cuts that I don't kind of want to make. Um, so it feels about right. So I'm going to sit here for a little while um, and then continue to climb up. Last time I went to 2,600, um, my goal this time is to try and get to 3,000. Um, I don't know if I can do it I um, because I, as much as the scale doesn't define me anymore, I do know um, I do know what my threshold is also for what I'm willing to um, accept from a body fat. Um, perspective so I'll take that really slowly um, but I guess uh, I know that from this point onwards 21.50 onwards it absolutely aligns with my desire not necessarily to grow more muscle but certainly just to uh, be as strong as I can be um, lift heavy um, and I would also say lifting heavy is so subjective right so um my idea of lifting heavy would be what some of the girls in this program do with their pinky finger, right? But for me, from where I've come from, um, starting the program with three and a five kilo dumbbells, it's heavy and it's growth and it's um, and it is you know success for me. Um, so yeah, I'd love to deadlift a hundred. That's my goal. I'm. Fair way off it. I'm at 70, I think, at the moment. Um, and, yeah, just see what my body's capable of. That's really exciting. I actually really like that you say, you know, it's uh, the weight that you lift is so personal. It's like... I, I often look at people comparing themselves to somebody else and what they lift and I'm like, how can you compare yourself? I'm like, like it yeah. doesn't even cross my mind. I'm like, you don't know how long that person's been training for. She could have been training for 10 years. Like maybe she's built to lift yes. 200 kilos in a deadlift. Like there's no way you would ever catch my body lifting 200 kilos in a deadlift. Like it would almost be physically impossible. You know, like I, yes. I think we are all so different, unique in the way that we're built, but also our training history. And if it's hard for you, awesome. You're doing a bloody brilliant job. You know, like yes. if it's easy for you, then cool. Lift, like increase your weight. But it's really Absolutely. important not to compare, yeah? Like you can strive yes. for more and want to be, want to lift more. Awesome. That's a great goal to have. But yeah, don't compare yes. yourself to the person lifting next to you. I'm guessing, and I don't actually know how much you weigh, but I'm guessing you're probably already deadlifting maybe more than your body weight. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that that might be also a good way to put it into context. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So for you to lift a hundred kilo deadlift, which I'm sure we're about to get you there, that is you know one point whatever times your body weight, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my goal, so my goal was to initially with um, deadlifts was to get from my five kilo to my seven kilo dumbbells, and I did do that pretty quickly. We'll um, we'll confess because I think we do um, go through life underestimating what we're capable of, of as well. Um, and then my goal was to get to body weight on uh, over a period um, to get to body weight on deadlift, and I weigh just under 60 kilos. So um, I got there and I've surpassed that now. Um, but what I would say, um, I've been in a few different communities over the over the journey um, from different, you know, um, I talked about kind of having some ad hoc programs that I've done. Um, and I wouldn't say this if I didn't mean it, the, the community in Train With Ash is just different in that um, it is about lifting people up, but it's also about, um, I actually wouldn't, couldn't tell you how much anyone in that group 
myths because it's not the focus. We're not, it's not kind of what we talk about. Um, but everyone's just encouraged to be the best they can be and never never made to feel silly or, you know, I'm I'm opting out because, you know, I can only lift this or um and some of the other when I contrast that to some of the other programs I've been involved with, the community has felt like a um, you know, somewhere that you go to have people validate your sob story if you like so to um you know didn't train today because um this is happening or that's happening and i'm just not about it i've I've got an outlook in life which is about making stuff happen and getting things done and um i want a community around me that supports that so i do just want to also make that point for anyone who um you know thinks can't think of anything worse than some bloody social media community. Um, it's just not my jam. Really challenge that for yourself. I was probably of that mindset. I don't need a range of strangers, you know, on a, on a community, but they make all the difference. Um, so it, it is one of the kind. It is. It's cool that you say that because that's how I feel. Like I don't feel like we own that Facebook group. I feel like, I've never been a part of a community like this before. Like I'm talking about it yeah. like it's somebody else's because I'm like, the people in there are amazing. It's so true. It yes. is. It is an uplifting place. It, it is the only place, like I am in, I'm in other Facebook groups for other things, right, outside health and fitness. I went into a... OnlyFans. <laughs> not OnlyFans, okay. no. Um, I went into a Facebook community for... Western Australia camping, right? The other the other day. And I read a post about because I was I tight we were looking for a place to camp around Perth, long story short. And I was looking to see if there was other ideas and I went into somebody else's post and all I did was read the comments and it was one horrific comment after the other, like just paying out on this poor lady that asked a question about camping somewhere between Perth and, you know, up the road and now up the road. And I was like, I can't believe what the other Facebook groups are like. And Brad's like, bro, you should go into the face any Facebook group. Go into yeah. the men's one. Go like they're all like that. Whereas yes. ours is not. It's like a bunch of amazing strangers on the internet yes. that are there to not only support you but help you but they're on the same journey as you. Like everyone's wanting the same outcome. It's so cool. Yes. I think that, I don't know if you stole this off me or if I stole it off you, but when you say, you know, people always would go, how much of your journey or getting to your goal is nutrition and how much is it training? Like I know that's been something for years that it's like it's 80% mm. nutrition, it's 20% training, whatever. And yeah. I think you always say now, it's 50% training. 100. Oh, sorry, 100% training, 100% nutrition and 100% mindset. And that mindset yeah. piece, I think, is probably the most underestimated part of the whole journey because it is a 100% mindset. Yes, you need nutrition. Yes, you need mm. training. But without that mindset, majority of people will not hit that goal. And I think that that's what that community support provides in Train With Ash. It has the ability to have nearly a 1,000 chicks that are all on a similar journey that have often come from a similar background that are having similar struggles like, hey, I'm pescatarian. How's everyone else hit their protein? This seems like horse shit, you know? And rather than getting hit on, like, why are you pescatarian? Why would you do that? Why don't you just... It's not. It's nothing like that. It's like, oh, I think um, Cheryl's pescatarian and tag Cheryl and say, what do you... And it's, it's that across every subject that you could think of... It, to do with yes. health, fitness, and mindset, and it's not the it's not just positive, you know. Like, hey, I didn't train again for the fourth month in a row. You know, this is 120 days now. I haven't been bothered. You'll be okay, hun. You know, you look good no matter what. You know, you yes. do you, girlfriend. Yes, it's positive, but it's also realistic. What can you do today to take action to? progress back towards your goal because none of us are perfect. All of us will have speed humps and all of us will have blips along our thing where, you know, okay, I didn't train for a week. All right. That's okay. That's part of your journey. What happened? Absolutely. Here's where you pick up. You know, if you forget to brush your teeth 
today, you don't just never brush your teeth again. You, you, your next toothbrushing allocated slot is when you pick up again. So that's okay. Have you had breakfast yet? No. Cool. Let's get enough protein for breakfast. And that's it. You've already started. That yes. And it's all that kind of realistic, but in such, I feel like Ash's positive goddess vibes have just penetrated through that whole community and anyone that gets to get into that environment like you know um in the atmosphere some moons get sucked around other planets and all that i feel like it's like that i feel like ash's energy is like the spirit of the soul of the group and all of us just, just get like you know blown around in that cosmos of just awesome energy and that high vibe right like you can look at things there's a positive and a negative to absolutely everything glass half full glass half empty and yeah you need to be realistic however looking at something from an optimistic point of view or a more positive mindset will for sure end in a more optimistic outcome especially when you multiply that by you know how many ever toothbrushing slots you have over the next whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I feel, um, you know, it's got this right blend of kindness but also um, supporting you in your own accountability. I've got absolutely no doubt that if I logged in today and said, oh, my God, I'm not going to hit my protein today, Um, you know, flat tyre, all the things that have got in the way of my day today, um, in other communities, I think they'd go, oh, gorgeous, you do such a good job, you know, it doesn't matter um, what's one this day. And in this program or this community, I feel that the difference would be I can almost hear what Lani would say in my ear or Ash or one of the coaches, you know, around what can you do despite those crappy things that have happened in your day? What can you do? The day's not done yet. Um, what is it that you'll do to, you know, uh, honour your own commitment to self to hit your protein target each day? And maybe it's just the way I operate, but that's really important to me, having that. Um, I haven't needed it from that perspective so much, but I've got no doubt that I would be held accountable to myself um, if I did log in with something like that. And I think each time that that happens, like on that day in that scenario, maybe you wouldn't get to your protein, but maybe you would. And if you did get to your protein on that day, that is undeniable evidence to you for yourself that, yes, I can do this. Because we, a lot of us have the old version or our identity that we see ourselves as or what we have been in the past. And we drag that yeah. identity with us, you know, through our whole life like a ball and chain. But each time you do get that protein you do decide to make the facebook post someone does say well what can you do and you go well actually i do have protein powder here i actually could have a protein shake and i would hit my protein for the day and then you do that that's more evidence for yourself that you can change the person that you might have either others told you that you were or you've told yourself that maybe you are and you can become that person that does get their green ticks and next time you find yourself in that position maybe you'll change that immediate thought pattern of oh no yes. you know i'm going to miss protein today to, well what can i do do i have protein powder do i have a protein water you know is there a fish i could eat what can i do <laughs> is there a fish i could catch you know <laughs> yeah what could i do right now and i think that's the super helpful part of yeah. that I, I, yeah, I totally agree. Hey, like it's it's not that it's that um, I can't or or how can I? So if you if you're sitting there saying oh, I can't do this, well, if there was a way, how would you make it work? And that's yeah. that's my mindset with everything. And you know what? There's genuinely going to be some small instances where in this moment you can't like. We couldn't make breakfast this morning, a breakfast meal this morning because we had no food left. However, we had strawberries and we have protein powder. So guess what we had? And we're going to go out soon and we're going to get some actual proper breakfast. Do you know what I mean? But hey, we did it. And you always feel better. You, You never feel better for being like, oh, I couldn't do it and I missed it today because it was so hard. You never feel better. That never breeds being better than you were yesterday. Trying, having that challenge and then 
pushing yourself a little bit like it was so annoying. I had to go to the shops and I had to go and that breeds more of those times where you can grow, you can persist, you can grow and you can be better than you were yesterday. I completely agree. And I I don't see this to discount um, other people's feelings because how people feel is valid and it's true to them. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, this actually isn't hard. I've done hard things and hitting protein each day, working out three or four or even five times a week and sticking to a weekly calorie budget. That is not hard stuff. And um, for me, I kind of liken it to the work that I do in some ways. Um, what I see from some people is I'll just do parts of the program. So I won't worry about this bit, but I'll do those bits over there that I find easier or that I, that I um, you know, that I like doing. And then they're surprised when perhaps the results aren't quite what they hoped them to be. And it's like when I'm giving advice to my clients, um, if they pick and choose the bits that they want to run with, I'm not really in a strong position when the wheels fall off down the track to, you know, support them. Case is trying to connect to my bloody hotspot. I'm like, mate, not now. <laughs> well, you learned a lot from this. I love the normality of it, <laughs> All of our um, our other interview podcasts we've done has just been a phone call. Yeah, never and done this is the first Zoom that we've done. And we had the idea that we would do it on Ash's phone so that we could clip parts of it, you know, like... And use, like, use it on yes. Instagram and stuff. I remember when Erin said, I've never felt better for not doing it. Yeah. And I wish that we had the clip of her saying that because I feel like that could be a viral thing nearly. Like, yeah. it was so impactful <laughs> that if you had the video, yes. the video to go with the audio, it would be awesome. And there's been things that you've said during telling your story and that w- that will be the same. There was one that I went to repeat, but we went off track of it. I can't remember what it was, but it'll get clipped. But I think next time we just have to – we've seen you learn. It's 8 p.m. and I haven't got enough protein for the day. You learn from that. You can either, you know, I've got one flat tyre, so I'll pop the other four and give up, or you learn how to change a tyre and keep going. So we'll learn from this yes. that um, we don't um, have school along with <laughs> – a podcast along with um, all the other issues that we've had. So It will pre-frame Casey not to connect to my personal hotspot in the middle of a Zoom. <laughs> He's in there trying to connect to Ash's personal hotspot. And I, you know what, I actually, um, I, I think it's part of what endears me to the whole program and branding though is just that, like it's just normal shit, right? Like I had, so it's week two of school holidays here and um, we were away for the first week, so this second week is kind of limping through with trying to do good for everyone, but um, not neglect your kids and not neglect your clients. So um, before this podcast, I had um, my little one with me and we, there was texters and all sorts of things. So it's just life, right? It's, um, it doesn't have to be perfect or pretty always. I, th- I think we're this podcast is like a perfect example of normal life. Oh, totally. You know, Absolutely. like just there's going to be, sp- there'll be speed humps and hurdles. You can either give it up or you can just. I remember there was just real quickly, there was one time I did a um, a Zoom interview like with somebody else. So they were interviewing me. I always forget that you're famous. Yes. And Casey, why do you say that? Casey and um, his little mate were on school holidays and I'm on this Zoom call and this was like right at the beginning. Anyway, Casey accidentally locked his friend on the balcony and he came in in the middle of the Zoom and he's like, Mum, and he's waving and I'm trying my best just to ignore him and I'm doing like this like my face is trying to be straight but I'm like go away go away and he's like he's locked on the balcony I'm like I don't care like as an eight or a nine year old like that is the biggest his mates out there like I'm gonna have to drink the dog water (laughs) I'm gonna be sleeping on the dog bed tonight cases inside like oh my god my friend's gonna die We got the problem sorted. Oh, but there's some doozy. Um, there's some doozy Zoom stories, and because uh, I'm based in Victoria, we 
um, relied on Zoom so heavily for a couple of years to get through the really harsh lockdowns. Yeah. Um, and the number of people that you've seen in the background of Zooms, you know, with just a bathrobe on or, you know, the husband making a nudie dash from the bathroom. Then one day I dialed into a, um, a board meeting and my daughter had been on my Zoom um, earlier for some homeschooling stuff. And she changed the filter to um, the SpongeBob SquarePants head. <laughs> and That's I don't gold. know how to change it. <laughs> That's gold. That is the best. That is so good. <laughs> See, just like you said, it's just, just normal life. It's my just life normal. Eh? We're yeah. all just normal humans just trying to get through the day. That's it. Especially when it comes to technology, bro. I feel like... The bar can be, if you need to do anything in your iPhone, no problem. It's like Egyptian hier- yeah. hieroglyphics. Mm. Like there's a picture for everything you need to know. You need to make a phone call, push yeah. the little thing that looks like a phone. You know, like super easy. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm, I have no chance. Casey's got this gaming laptop. Every second day you need to do some firmware thing or you need to down, now you need to do this and now you need to reset the mainframe or whatever even podcasters and zoom calls we struggle we struggle yes but yeah thank you no, I'm with you. thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing your time um we will obviously stitch the podcast together properly with all of the issues that we've had yep. um and we'll see you inside the facebook group thank you yeah, no, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I hope that my story is relatable to one or two out there. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate everything that you've um, given to me in terms of your um, your expertise and your support and kindness and um, just a really sustainable way of life for me. I love it. No problem. Is there anything you want to say to Ash, though? No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's all you, babe. It's all you. <laughs> Thank you. That was our moment, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks so much. Great to chat. Bye. See Bye. ya.